Hey, everybody, it is time for the 7th Avenue Project. I'm Robert Polly, And today we are going to do some rolling and knocking in the New Orleans sense of those terms with the Stooges Music Group. The Stooges represent the latest generation of New Orleans brass bands who are not just keeping that tradition alive and well, but also pushing it in some new directions. They throw hip-hop, jazz, and pop into their musical mix while still staying true to the feel of a New Orleans street band that is right at home in a second-line parade and ready to turn any occasion into an all-out party, which in fact is exactly what they did just the other night in Santa Cruz, CA, where we broadcast from. They blew through town and tore it up at a local club, and uh, before they got away, I managed to get three of them into our studio the day after the gig, and you're going to hear the result of that visit in the hour ahead. We talked about the band and the history that they're a part of, and of course, we listen to a lot of music, starting with this tune. guys welcome thanks for having us why don't you uh, start by introducing yourselves and t- telling us where you're from i'm walter woody ramsey the trombonist of the stooges and we're from new orleans my name is virgil tiller i'm the saxophonist for the stooges i'm garfield bogan i'm the drummer for the stooges and i'm from the ninth ward <laughs> <laughs> and walter you are the the founder right yes in 1996 uh we started the band as uh Two high school robberies, John F. Kennedy High School and a high school called St. Augustine High School. Two of the best bands in the city going at each other. Two, two high school marching bands? Yes. Yeah. Made peace and formed the Stooges. Well, never made peace. Never but. made peace. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> never made peace, but we, we, got a, we got one band out of it. <laughs> Are there uh, strong rivalries among bands, like high school bands or brass bands in New Orleans? Yes. Yes, but 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 we we drive off a of competition. Uh-huh. I've heard you guys have had some um, run-ins with another famous band, the Rebirth Brass Band. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, 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 yeah. What you talking about, Willie? You know, I think if people um, know anything about the history of brass bands in New Orleans, the recent history, I mean, they they probably think of the Dirty Dozen, which sort of brought a new sound out of New Orleans, a lot of, made it very famous. Then there was the Rebirth in the 1980s, yeah. which got some more hip-hop sounds in. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, uh, you know, and a few other bands, what would you say you brought to the party? We brought entertainment. like entertainment, hip-hop elements, a show element to the brass band, like business also. like Two tubas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, more of a business like like they they were fun but like we we took it to the next level of like introducing brass band to the world of business like real 
pay gigs and you know like business checks and stuff like that that wasn't heard of after the gig you get your money you go home you're all right you know but like we took the form of it as a business and added like the structure the business structure to it um you know i was going to ask you about your name but first i just wanted to play a little clip of you guys here hello 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 wait a minute is that you <laughs> yeah, hello, hello. I'm about to say, girlfriend, your voice didn't change. <laughs> that actually was your namesake, the real Three Stooges. But yes. uh, the intro to your uh, 2003 album, uh, It's About Time, includes you guys saying roughly the same thing, like, right. like this. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, Hello. let's do just brass band. It's about time. How'd you get your name? We some funny characters. And one of the guys in the band was like, man, we had like the Stooges. It's like, we should be called the Stooges. And that's how we got the name. And we live up to it every day. You do? Yes. You can live up to it in this interview? Yeah, why not? <laughs> can I hear uh, Swightenly? Swightenly. All right, point made. Um like to play uh, another uh, piece of music. We started with one called uh, Where You From, which calls out various wards of New Orleans. By the way, uh, I think you can help our audience out here. Is it New Orleans? And Walter, I heard you say New Orleans last night when you were performing. New Orleans, New Orleans, or something else? All of them. New Orleans. You All missed two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New Orleans. New Orleans. And yeah. New Orleans. So it's like the, the as a choice would be E. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> Good. Then there's no way to make a mistake. You no, what I'm saying? no, no, no. We, uh, okay, we that's know what cool. you're talking about. Only mistake if you don't come visit us. Uh-huh. Only mistake. Uh, so if you need to rhyme it, like I know what it means to miss New Orleans, you can yes. do that. Yeah. Are you guys missing New Orleans? You've been on the road for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of miss home. Somewhat. Somewhat? Yeah. But I ain't going to lie. Uh, last night's show here was like awesome because the people made us feel like we was home. And we don't have a... Ocean View Beach, so <laughs> I'm kind of enjoying myself here right now. Oh, good. Well, stick around, man. This time would love it if you guys hung around longer. Um, I was going to play another uh, piece of music from you guys. I think this one's sort of a signature piece, Stooges uh, Party. Right. Stooges Party by the Stooges Brass Band from New Orleans, who are my guests today on the 7th Avenue Project. Um, 
Now, I see your shirts say Stooges Music Group, not Stooges Brass Band. Right. Is it both? Right. It's both. It's both. Yeah, but I think we changed the name like back in like 2001 or 2000. And the reason why, because like we... We're musicians out of New Orleans, and brass band is what we grew up on. But we study all type of different music, and then but when people will notice us, they'll be like, "Well, they just play brass band music," and we're like, "Nah, we 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 can play more than that. We're a music group. Like we can perform. We also went to like besides our regular high school, we went to Noka." which is a creative art school to learn more about enhancing our jazz abilities. And so we, we grew up playing everything, you know, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, like all the standard bebop tunes. Like, so we're, we're more than just a brass band per se. So like, we're not just a brass band, we're a music group. You know, that's exactly what I was going to ask after we heard that last clip. You know, you can hear all these layers of history in your music. I mean, going back, I don't know how far you want to go back. You could go back all the way to, you know, the 19th century brass band music. You could go back to African influences, and then you could hear the whole history of New Orleans music from Buddy Bolden on, right. although I don't think anybody knows exactly what he sounded like, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, up through jazz and hip-hop, and it's all there, and it's all completely one thing when you play it. Right. It feels like, to me, I don't feel like any, like, cracks between those those different genres. Right. Uh, all of a piece. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. The problem is, the problem is, what do you call that? Exactly. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like so, because usually when our CDs are displaced in like music stores, they try to figure out like, oh, they, what is jazz? Is R&B, hip hop, uh, uh, do we just put one CD in all the spots, uh, mm. you know, so it's one of those situations. Do you uh, do you pull from all those audiences? Do you get jazz fans? Do you get hip-hop fans? Yeah. All of it? Yeah. Even rock fans. Even rock Man. fans. Well, you have a guitarist, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which raises the question, I mean, the, people think brass band music, they think marching, but you've got some instruments there that would be hard to march with. Guitar, congas. And a drum set. Drum kit. Yeah. Garfield plays like, a regular drum kit. Yeah, in yeah. a marching band, brass band, I actually play the trombone. Right. Oh, you do? Yes. Now, that's an unusual combination of skills right there. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. I love <laughs> it. I, I, I don't know how you play the drums, but he's a hell of a trombone player. <laughs> yeah. He can play. He made the trombone do some things. And when we, like, if you catch us marching on the street, I play the sousaphone, which is the tuba. You know, so so you yeah. guys use uh, sousaphone and tuba interchangeably. Those terms, even though they're technically like different instruments, right? But yeah, because some people might look at it and be like, "That's a that's a sousaphone, uh, the proper name for it." Mm -hmm. And then some people be like, "That's just a tuba." So we're like, "All right, cool. Well, we we ain't gonna whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, it's tuba, sousaphone. You know, if we had to write it out, we just gonna write tuba. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but technically speaking, the sousaphone um, is made for marching. It wraps all the way around the body. Yes. It's huge. What's it weigh? A lot. Because <laughs> uh, every time we fly, they're charging us like four hundred dollars to carry that thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. He uh, it's a lot, and that's why you gotta have a big person to play that. As you can see, our tuba player, he's big. Yeah. He is. Uh, this is Cliff, right? Yeah, Cliff. Um, what's his full name? Clifford Smith. Clifton. Clifton Smith. Smith. Clifton Smith. Uh, I don't know why I said Clifton. I'm thinking about Clifton, the big red dog. Uh, 
but that is one of the things that's so distinctive about that New Orleans sound, even though you guys go beyond the traditional brass band. The sousaphone is the anchor, it's the bass. The rest of the world has gone on to, you know, bass guitar and stand-up right. bass. But in that tradition, the sousaphone or the tuba is still the bass. The bass, right. yeah. It gives us the difference in our music. Like, you look at most bands, they have that bass or that keyboard or that, you know what I'm saying? So us on the music, the big stage with a tuba, it's, it's a little different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there really is something really different about having a guy blowing the bass line. <laughs> right, there's a lot of stuff that bass can't do that a tuba can do, vice versa. There's a lot of stuff that the you know, tuba can do that the bass can't. What, what kinds of things can the tuba do? Woo! <laughs> Mm. Well, bass could do that, Ooh. but it's different. It's the feeling, like the feeling, like the feeling yeah. in blowing something with intense rather than plucking it with your fingers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's a very human sound. Mm-hmm. I think horns, uh, maybe especially the saxophone, produces such a human no, sound. No, trombone. <laughs> trombone. Yeah, the saxophone. <laughs> trombone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Both of them, though, uh, because of that breath, because of that, yeah. the ability to that bend middle. bend notes and things like that. Um. So do you guys see yourselves as carriers of, of like, history? Um, do you feel that history coming through you when you play? That's new. I feel like uh, we're part of the transition of going to the next, you know, next part of where this music is going. Sometimes it's met with, with adversity, and sometimes people just love it more times than, than others. Than they, a lot of people like what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have sometimes that sometimes like being a forerunner, a, for, a person that's in the front, you gonna come into some obstacles. You know, every time you have something that's new, everybody always wants because they don't know anything about it. They like to say, "Well, I, because I don't know, it must be wrong." That and it's a very small amount mm. of of um, negativity that we get with it. But I mean, for the most part, people enjoy new things. I mean, I think we figured out the people that have a problem with it is not the people that's paying us anyway. So. <laughs> It's, you know, the people that's getting paid for doing the same thing we're doing. You know, they're not paying us. So we pretty much a people's band. So we do more for the people. So they love it, so we do it. So you, are you kind of implying that someone who might have a problem would be maybe a traditionalist? That you guys are, yep. you guys Tradition. are changing the music too much. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is it like? The, is it the hip-hop element they don't like? They don't like the rapping that you guys sometimes do? That's one. Well, we we was like, at the time when we came in, we was very young, and we was the young band, so everybody, like, picked on us. Now, we was the we was the band at the time that the elements of us coming out of, like, like Noka, and which most brass band musicians didn't have the opportunity to go there. So we come in behind a Nicholas Payton or Wynn Marcellus learning ability. We coming into the brass band world with that with us. So it's like we're we're more than just a street musician who can play by ear or hear what they play. Uh, you know, we can play by ear, hear what we play, we can play with that, but we also can play with knowledge of knowing what we're doing. And a lot of those New Orleans musicians at the time didn't have that type of knowledge. That became a problem like Y'all dropping too much stuff in it, it's too much experimenting, and, you know, we was creating sounds, like, if you hear It's About Time album, you hear a song called Can't Be Faded, like, certain chord progressions and changes that just different from outside of the brass band norm.
Yeah, I mean, people listening could hear, like I say, all those layers. And one of them is like jazz big band music. You guys mm-hmm. sound like a horn section from yeah, a big right. band. Did many of your uh, players uh, play in jazz ensembles too before they joined up? I mean, a lot of the older cast is in the in the band. Like you say, they had formal training with Noka. I went to St. Augustine High School, so I was unable to attend. Uh-huh. But we had a good, you know, yeah. training as far as like in, in that school, right, concert yeah. band, jazz band, big band. We all, all did right. all of that. You know, in order for us at, to be in school and in any music program in the city at that time, it's kind of like we had to do that. We didn't right. have a choice. So uh, we just took some of the things that we learned in high school and when we were coming up and like really enjoying the music and soaking the music up and try to put it in the things that we were doing like out in the street. If we learn something and it's something that's nice and it sounds good, we like, oh yeah, let's let's see where we could place that in a song. Now it might be not your average brass band vibe or feel, but you know, we can make it get into it and people can feel it, you know. So so that that feeds off that what Virgil was saying about when it was diverse and, you know, going where we hated to. So when you're playing a crowd that's like sort of a diverse audience, like maybe some jazz fans, maybe some hip hop fans, maybe some traditional brass band fans, et cetera. And you guys move from like a piece that has a pretty contemporary rap sound right into a jazz classic like Chick Corea's Spain, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do you find different parts of the audience like falling out or is it all, does it all work for everybody? It, I mean, <laughs> it's funny, but I mean, it's kind of like it all works for everybody. It works. Yeah. Like, cause, cause the people that don't know Spain, they get a chance to listen to something different and be like, well, and then what was that? Yeah. Then you got, it was Chick Corea, but then it was Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. And it was also, you know, so you got some people singing the words to it and I'm on the drums like, Wow, I never heard the words to it. I gotta go check that out. <laughs> yeah, you but know? but then you get you get the audience where they they two separate people like and like said let's say that we just come off some hip hop stuff or rapping and people might like they were bobbing their head to it and they say you get like a, just an older crowd of people that maybe don't listen to hip hop but they just want to hear good music so they 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 bobbing their head to the hip hop and then you come off of that and you come to chick. Career and you, you was playing. We playing Spain and the older people like yeah they 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 right swinging. there with us and now you got the hip hop people that was looking like uh, was this so it's kind of <laughs> like you mash them together you know you give them both and they like they respect each other like where where is that so in the music and 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 we keep it hype and energetic so it's it's like oh wow this is I didn't know they could do that you know like so it so it's it works. Oh, we look at the face of the people when we perform and be like, ah, you weren't ready for that one. Ah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, by the time the song gets to the middle or close to the end, you have enjoyed the song and now you clapping with the older people that, you know. So and we come right behind right. that and make everybody feel right. good. So you know, because our, our listeners expand. We got children all the way to older people. So that's why our show, we got to give them a little bit of everything. You, you know, I'm thinking you guys are sort of like master chefs who combine all kinds of ingredients. And Thank you. Thank people you. would say, oh, oh you can't put nice. that with that. And then they taste it. And like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw you guys perform last night and uh, I had heard that you tried to make every performance into a party and you succeeded. I mean, a lot of spontaneity, a lot of interaction with the audience. At one point, Walter, you found out that someone had a birthday in the audience. Yes. And boom, you were out there with your flugelhorn, right? Yeah, trombone. Uh, trombone. Yeah. 
you had the flugel when you were doing so it's, it's a trombone oh, oh it's yeah. okay it just yeah it's just a valve trombone it's a oh trombone. okay so yeah let me explain for the audience here you had what looked to me like a flugel horn right but it's a valve trombone it's not a sliding trombone and i'm not used to seeing those so honestly i didn't realize so yeah, so you play both the slide trombone and the valve trombone. Yeah. So you were out there with your valve trombone, and you were serenading this person with a very New Orleans-sounding version of Happy Birthday, and the whole band jumped in with a, with a very funky version. Right. Yeah, it, was, it really worked, man. It really yeah. worked. Well, we, we found out, like, real improv, like, right then and there that this lady was her birthday, but she just had a, a car accident or something, and she couldn't get up and walk, so she was able to just sit to the side. So we bring the music to her, like, mm-hmm. with no problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, we're from New Orleans, and everything where we're from is based on the spirit of people. It's like, it's not about money and all the riches or poorness. It's just all about people, life. You know, we celebrate life. We celebrate when you born. We celebrate when you die. We we celebrate life. And so it's kind of like, we appreciate that from everyone. Like you here on earth and we're gonna have fun, you know, like more like that. So it's her birthday and that's what we do in New Orleans. So it's her day and we're gonna play, you know, perform. Um, how big is the band at full strength? We can never all play together because it's, it's 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 so many of us, and we've never got together and all played at one time. Yeah, we that big even at a parade. Yeah, we cool. use we do the max the 10. max or eleven if 10, somebody 10. else just come in and help out. Right. But, okay, so if you've got a big gig outside, you know, a second line kind of thing, you might have ten players all together yes it, whereas what i saw last night was kind of a touring ensemble six right guys there was one trombone uh one sax you virgil on tenor sax drummer trap drummer uh you garfield and then your sousaphone player of course and a conga player mm-hmm. he also had like a timbali yeah right, right. percussionist yeah percussionist and um and a guitarist Guitar. which a lot of people might not have expected electric right. guitarist so that's that's pretty stripped down, but you have a huge sound even with just six guys. I'm thinking that comes from having to play, you know, second line. By second line, we mean the kind of parades that go on in New Orleans led by a band like yours. Yeah, that's four hours long. Four hours. What, Heat, seven miles? Cold. Yeah. Rain. Non-stop playing. Four hours. Yeah. And did he say heat? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> heat, oh yeah. yeah. It'd be hot. <laughs> and do you do that very often? We used every to week. do like what every Sunday. Every Sunday, yeah, we used to do it every Sunday from for nine from months, August to June. June. Yeah. About how many people would join you then? Oh, about thousands, like what thousands? Yeah, like thousands. Yeah. So thousands. every Sunday every you'd Sunday. lead a, a a march or a parade, yeah. Dan. Yeah, yeah. down a the street. Massive crowd of people that's partying for four hours, seven miles in different neighborhoods in New Orleans. So I'm thinking you have to develop that really big sound know how to project yeah i mean honestly i think the club you were in last night wasn't big enough well yeah well you know it couldn't contain your sound right yeah it was (laughs) leaking it was leaking it was leaking (laughs) it's going out (laughs) (laughs) but tell me more about working out in that environment what that does as opposed to some band let's say who only played clubs you know well endurance you know, like we have way more strong endurance than a lot of bands. Like we can play for a longer period of time without stopping. Like, like if you saw what we did last night, we played what 
Uh, we play sets, but like we can we can go two straight hours, nonstop music. All energy. All energy, nonstop. And we, we would like to challenge any band out there that can do this. <laughs> two straight hours, nonstop music from start to finish. And blowing hard. Put us in the Guinness book. We go with any band. Whoever stops first, energy, they lose. Well, you guys have been part of competitions in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah. Uh, you've won some big competitions. All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, how, and how are those competitions judged? Oh, on based, what basis? Based off, some of them had judges. Some have like the crowd, crowd judge is. is and what are they judging exactly? Um, is it endurance? How or? well endurance? How well you can play? How well you can perform? How well you can entertain? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's on all concept. The music, how well does it sound? How well you can get the people into the music? You know, for as entertainment skills and uh, pretty much how how good you sound. Who's the best? It sounds like if you guys were athletes, you'd be like triathletes, you know, ultimate endurance. Something athletes. like the Miami Heat. <laughs> That's what I mean. As far as uh, in New Orleans, man, New Orleans is the only place where if you're in a marching band, like in high school, you like are um, more important than than an athlete. Right. You know, this is the that's the only season that's the only city that's like that. You know, if I say, man, I was in this band, really, mm. and people look up to you like that. You go right. to any other class, they, they call you a band geek. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but in New Orleans, mm-hmm. like you the man. Mm. That's, that's why rivalry is so strong. Like, 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 cause we, we are like that. We keep this this thing like this chip on our shoulder. Who's the best all the time in in these marching bands? And just you know. By the grace of God, our high school always was the best, you know, so it was just <laughs> <laughs> Now, Virgil, who was at the other high school, doesn't necessarily agree at with that. St. Augustine High School. St. Augustine. <laughs> if you look at Google St. Augustine High School and then try to find, Kennedy is no longer in existence. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, do check the Duke tapes Duke, between Duke, 96 Katrina. and 99. <laughs> yeah, check but, the tapes between 96 and 99. He but, wasn't there. He don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, it just, it just one of them things that we keep, even to today, we're still talking about our high schools and our rivalries and stuff. Is so, it, it's, huh. so it's big. Who are, who are your arch rivals on the uh, New Orleans music scene right now? Uh, no one. We beat them all. I thought nah, you'd say that. Just, I, I thought you'd say we're that. We're playing now. They they have some good bands out there. So we we Rebirth, say that. Heidi, they that's, have a new upcoming band called the TBC. They're real hot. That's that's on just brass band. That's brass band. We stage I mean, band. Like, you got the big Sam Funkin Nation. You got Trombone Shardy, Galactic, better than Ezra. You know, like uh, Dumpster Funk. Like we're in that arena with all those guys on the jam band circuit. So it's like those. Those like our uh, competition, but I mean it's friendly. It's well, I would that. say the roots, uh, you know. Oh well, I mean, yeah, the, I won't go higher than that. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned Trombone Shorty. He was a member of your band, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and now he's broken off on his own. He's quite famous. Um, how do you keep a band together? You know, you guys have been together now for going on like 17, 17 18 years. And there's a lot of different, I mean, you say that there's a lot of different uh, versions of this band. It could be as many as 10 or more guys, right? Right. It's got to be hard. And especially when people are always looking for fame, you know, and they see another angle, right? You know? Yeah. So, Walter, you've, you were the founder. You are the glue. How do you do it? Um, I think we built on, like, brotherhood like you know like we we 
We're more like a family than just like a band and you know business. And look, I don't care about you. You just come to work and go home. And it, it is it didn't start off like this. This was not planned, but it's just how the way it happened. Like we're more of a brotherhood. It's kind of like we we catch inspiring young musicians that's coming up and we we take them underneath our wing and we teach them some music and we learn from some of them you know and it's kind of like it, we've been doing that for like the past 13 14 years you know so it's like we we brass band 101 in new orleans like the new musicians coming out of school will be like man i want to go play by the stooges or play in that band and we we don't like shove them away. We'd be like, yeah, come in. Kind of like built us a school. A fraternity. Uh-huh. I was going to say, do you have a farm team out there of young players coming up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? So they can jump in sometimes? Yeah, yeah, no problem. And uh-huh. so they keep, and it's keep, and then we find like we, we do a lot of good business. So like we, we able to book gigs. Like we have a band, we have a band A, B, C, and sometimes D. You know, like right now we have a band that just came from Tajikistan like two, three days ago. Now we've been on tour two, three, four days, like a week or so. So we have a band that just come from overseas, and then we we here and have a band California, at home, and we have a band at home because of what we created, like of young musicians coming together and working together, and so everybody plays an important part in this band to help it grow each and every day. It wasn't designed like that. It just happened. Great. I think I'll play a little more music here, and I think this is one of your best-known tunes. That was Winded Up Part 2 from the Stooges Music Group, who are my guests today on the 7th Avenue Project here on 88.9 KUSP. I'm Robert Polly. I've got three of the Stooges with me right now. Walter Ramsey, the founder and trombonist. Virgil Tiller plays tenor sax. And Garfield Bogan, who is the drummer. Um, guys, first of all, why don't you just tell me what that song is referring to? Wind it up like Michael Buck? Um, 
my stepfather, who have died maybe about eight years now, uh, like he used to do this little crazy little dance, like to wind it up, and he was part of one of the associates and pleasure clubs called the Black Men of Labor, and um. And when he died, Trombone Shorty was like, man, we got to wind it up like Michael Buck. And he will be popping his fingers and doing this little dance. And it was like, and then before you know it, we put music to it. And now it's the wind it up like Michael Buck. <laughs> so and you guys liked it enough to do it a second time. It was on your first album. And then now it's on this later EP um, that came out when? It haven't hit. The market. Oh, it hasn't hit the market yeah. yet. Okay, I guess we're here in a special preview of it. Yeah, that was my first time hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, th that was Garfield speaking. By the way, I wanted to say, you know, the drums are very prominent in that opening there, Garfield. And um, your sound is, you know, essential to the Stooges. No, no question. Um, you show the drums no mercy. I would say. Nah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Want to tell me about how you you came to your style of drumming, which is fast um it is uh it's machine gun kind of delivery uh you know uh, do you guys have a name for how he plays <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but i like that <laughs> i like it too one of my uh one of my church musicians used to call me bam bam you know, he said, I beat up the sticks, I break sticks every song, I, you know, and now I break sticks and I throw them in the audience. The audience come and get them signed afterwards. But really, the uh, the machine gun tactic actually came from Walter. You know, he, the build, you know, he want the, the constant build, the flow of, you know, keep it going. We still have, you know, you have the snare drum and the bass drum as the brass band and a lot of times when you build or going to the next progression you get that triplet or single and i just do it with you know i just like you say i don't hold back <laughs> <laughs> yes hey i was reading um an article about you and it said uh, the stooges brass band is one of the most sought after most controversial and most competitive bands on the brass band scene now we've talked about Sought after and competitive. Why are you guys controversial? Who wrote that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, we controversy. I don't know, man. I mean, we push past the norm. Like, we just like, and when people tell us you can't do that, we be like, why not? You know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like uh, our ability to say, we don't care what you think. This is what we want to do and how we present it to the crowd and to the, to the people, they have no choice but to like it because we enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a lot of times we go see bands, other bands sometimes, you know, it's, you know, you go see other, you know, bands play, it doesn't really seem like they're enjoying themselves. And from start to finish, when we go on our show, yeah, we're we laughing ourselves. at each other on the, right. on the stage the whole time, yeah. you know? Yeah, we, we, we playing the whole time, really. I, I shouldn't be saying that, but I mean, but we, the, we, <laughs> <laughs> really, we get paid for this. Oh, we really, oh, we, we almost had it. <laughs> but it's like we, we ain't got him again. <laughs> like we up there having fun. Like people don't have, they like, man, they really planned out that show. We really, we have a skeleton. Yeah, but we, but just, it's, it's just fun. Like we really having fun, and they paying us. Yeah, it's just funny. It's like you know, it's. 
I don't know. It never feel like work for us. It's it's like every day is a new adventure with us. Every day. No matter if it's not even playing. We went to the hotel a couple oh. of days ago and the power went out. It's just like But that's part of what we do too. Right. Everywhere it, we go, we bring a storm. Yeah, it was some like, type of some kind of bad weather. Bad weather. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I mean it's sun shining out here in this beautiful city. It took today. care of us. Two yeah. days in a row. Yeah, it so, got to us, so, you know. But if it start raining, by the end of the day, just know we was here. Uh-huh. <laughs> they had a song, It Never Rains in Southern California. Well, bring the Stooges down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll bring it for Yeah, you. but we, like, we, we really we really feed off each other energy, and we, we like to have fun. That's the most thing that kept our band going for so long is fun. We put fun First, first, I told a uh, fan that yesterday. I was like, "Do you believe this is what I do for a living?" Yeah, like, can you? I'm having fun. I'm in. Ju- How you feeling today? Yeah, so you know? it's, it's it's one of those type of feels that that just the spirit of the Stooges and the people feeds off of that. They be like, "What? They crazy?" You know. So it's you know. So it's it's not scripted. We just doing it. It's just like we we're living. We're life. Great. Walter, how old were you when you started playing trombone? Um, I was in the fourth grade, so I had to be about nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was it school band? or? Yeah, yeah. I started elementary school. Mm. I couldn't even carry that trombone. <laughs> <in school. laughs> Did yeah. you have a feeling uh, for the, you know, again, the history, the tradition behind that instrument when you started? No, I was just like, I wanted to play. I really wanted to play a tuba, but I mean, to get one of those at that age, <laughs> yeah, your parents had to have a lot of money, and it was like, ah, that's not gonna happen. So, so I was able to get a trombone, and so I started playing a trombone and started like cutting my musical chops with like marine hymns and hot cross buns out the little little music element books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went mm-hmm. back there, huh? So, <laughs> blue bells so, of sky. Yeah, blue bells of sky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but what, what happened for me was that I, I come from the culture in New Orleans, but one day in elementary school, I saw Rebirth came there for assembly. It was, I don't know, some culture stuff. And they went to playing on stage, and I was like, everybody went to dancing, and I was like, wow, you know what? That's what I want to do, and I went home and I told my mom, I'm like, you know what, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna play, I wanna play like the Rebirth. I wanna get up there and play and sing and clap and make people do this. And my mom was like, well, that's good. I mean, but that's a hobby, <laughs> you know. It was like they don't, they do that, but son, they they really have jobs. They go to work every day, you know. I was like, nah, it's it can't be. This is too much fun. And so I started off trying to. Get I, I'm I'm out of elementary now and I'm in junior high school and I'm in the band room one day and the band room was dirty where the instruments at and I asked the band teacher I was like um, I need a tuba and uh, she was like well we got some old beat up horns but they for the school board we can't get those away that's for the school on that I was like well look what if I just clean the back room I clean all the cupboards clean all everything. I come one Saturday morning and clean everything. Can you ask, like, whoever had authority at the school, can I have one of the broken instruments? And so she was like, yeah. So I cleaned all that up, 
and they gave me a broke tuba. And I was happy. It ain't even played. It I don't even think it had valves. But I was just like, yes, I got a tuba. <laughs> true story. So then then I, I kept that instrument. And then when we got in high school, we was able to like find a guy that can fix instruments and stuff like that. And eventually I I was able to pray for valves and order. And then we got the brass band started with a plastic tuba, a fiberglass tuba. And now we have a metal tuba. So it's... You know, it's just, I'm living my dreams, you know? Like, I saw this when I was real young, and now I'm out doing this. And so it's like a real blessing for me, you know? Mm. And I proved my mom wrong. I make a living doing this. <laughs> and uh, Garfield, you're like the second longest active band member, is that right? Yep, day two. Day two. <laughs> so you were you were... You were friends before. You were in the same band together, or no? We went no? to um. Well, we went to Kennedy together, and then uh-huh. we went to Noka together. Uh-huh. Noka. Oh, and Noka. And Garfield, like we, it was like a crew that already was in Kennedy, and we would sit in the front of the bus going to Noka. And Garfield was strange. He would go all the way to the back of the bus with his drumsticks and just beat on the seats all the way to Noka. And I was like, God, very strange. <laughs> he in class with us every day, <laughs> but he don't sit by us. He don't talk to us. So one day I was like, hey, why don't you come up here, man? Uh, why you always go back there? He was like, well, I, you know, I know some of y'all, but I, I've just been, you know, on my own zone. And then it's like one day we go to a gig because he, he plays sousaphone in a marching band. And we go to a, a, one of our brass band gigs, like a, a, a high school party or something. And a guy named Big Sam from Big Sam Funkin' Nation played the trombone. He had to go to the bathroom. I don't know what he had to do in there, but he was gone a long time. Let was just say that. But Garfield just picked up his trombone and went to playing it, like, naturally. Like, now, I've been playing the trombone for some years, and I go to school for this. He just picked up on it, and he was playing better than me. I was like, what is your... That's not an easy instrument. Either. No, but he just felt it, and I was like, that's, like, that's New Orleans, like just a natural gift and he can play different notes on the trombone we still trying to figure it out <laughs> like how he's doing this like truly to today is this slide trombone yeah slide trombone. wow I, I can't play a valve trombone oh yeah and virgil when did you join up i joined in 2003 okay so you've been around a while too yeah did you make it in time to get on the album unfortunately i did not oh they just put the album out and then uh it's kind of crazy because all of us grew up you know around the same era and i was in the other band so we all knew each other and um i was actually teaching high school at lawless and they came to lawless to do a uh i think it's a little assembly in 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 a in a library and i was teaching at that time and i brought my class to it and that's when i actually like asked them to be you know can i come join and you know stuff like that i had to actually we get a tenor sax and all that stuff like that and that's how i started out 2003. that's what i've been wanting to do i mean as far as play with a brass band but i never had a you know sometimes you can't join a group that is that's that's not like you you know what i'm saying so my personality was not like wouldn't fit in other bands so i knew that so i never really wanted to join those Mm. other bands Mm. so i mean um so when I, you know, got in contact with these cats when they actually came to my job, I mean, it was like, well, here you go. Let me try it. It's my last chance. You know, I'm not getting any younger. So <laughs> let's do this right now. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, you were talking about this being your job, but you loving it, Walter. I thought I'd play another piece off your as yet unreleased EP. This one's called Doing My Job. Mm-hmm. 
That is a sneak preview from the forthcoming EP by my guest, uh, the Stooges Brass Band, or the Stooges Music Group, or maybe uh, the Stooges Wind and Percussion Ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> a new name I'm giving them. That's what we're taking it to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Robert Folley, and this is the 7th Avenue Project on KUSP Central Coast Public Radio. Uh, and I'm fortunate to have three Get it? Three Stooges with me today on the show. Uh, <laughs> and we're talking about their music past, present, and future. Um, guys, so that one there just sounds like a, you know, sort of a classic soul ballad almost to me. Right. You know? And it reminds me of how horn sections used to be all over the place and how they've disappeared. And that beautiful sound is being kept alive by, by you guys. Yeah. That's a nice way to put that. <laughs> Well, horns are hard. Uh, You know, if you're going to go with, like, synthesizers and sampling and stuff, well, you can get rid of your horn players, right? Right, right, right. But you lose something big. Right, right. right. Because back in the days, I mean, horns was like, what, brass construction? Oh, man. Mm Mm-hmm. Tower power. James Tower power, yeah. JBs. Absolutely, yeah. Like, you're talking about horn sections made, you know. They they did it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did their parts oh, in the man. band. And yeah, synthesizers. When that came through in the 80s, in the 80s. it went to wiping us out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bringing horns back. You're striking back. Yeah. I mean, even bringing, you know, instruments like the sousaphone or tuba, as you sometimes call it, which people thought, man, that is the, the squarest instrument in the world, right? <laughs> and you're bringing that to hip-hop audiences yeah. and showing them we, that that thing we, we is we like beatboxing, you know? It's right. just powerful beat, you know? We actually inspired the Roots to get a tuba player. That was like the Roots band out of Philly. Oh, is that right? Yeah. They have a tuba player. Yeah, they didn't start off with a tuba player. Uh, yeah, huh. that was inspired by New Orleans. Yes. Uh-huh, yes. uh-huh. They actually started with a New Orleans tuba player. Well, where right. else can you get a great tuba player right. these days, right? <laughs> I'm about to tell you. <laughs> yeah, so, but, yeah, we bring, we bring in real horns back. Mm, mm. Um, I think you mentioned, Walter, uh, back earlier in the interview that you guys had played in Tajikistan. That was, like, really recent, right? Right, we just had a band come home from Tajikistan. <laughs> and, you, and a couple of years ago, you also went uh, to Pakistan. Right. So you guys have played in parts of the world where I'm just guessing they haven't seen this kind of music, you know. Right. I mean, Dixieland and the history of New Orleans is known everywhere. It's, it's part of world culture now. Right. But your version of music, they have not seen. So what was that like playing in those places? I mean, it was good experience. And like, I mean, the people from Pakistan, some of the musicians joined in. I mean, it was a little rough because it was like, you know, you ride in armored cars and you got the U.S government army, you know, protecting you with massive uh, AK-47s. Uh, oh, but, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went there on the U.S. bill. And so, but in Tadrikistan this year, it was like, it was easy. It was, it was you don't have the armored trucks and you don't have the AK-47s. So you just got the people and the people really like embraced the culture and they really loved it. Like, I mean, and besides that, we was we was in Scotland last year. And oh, in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah Edinburgh. I bet they loved you there. Oh yeah, we can't wait wore, to go back. Oh yeah, we wore kilts. <laughs> uh, you were part of the. Were you part of the festival? Yes. yes oh yeah. Well, that's festivals. that's an amazing thing. Yeah. yeah. But we we've been a bunch of places. Japan. We we travel around the world like a few times. So I mean, we we. And it's good because then you get the mixed culture. You know, you get to learn and you get to see, like, what they do and they get to, like, embrace yours. And, I mean, so far 
we haven't been nowhere where they rejected us. Like, don't come back here. You know? <laughs> so it's like, it's a beautiful thing for us. I think one of our greatest experiences too was uh, playing for the Global Fest. Like we really was the American band and we got to meet people from all over the world, like Madagascar. I thought that was just a movie. Yeah, I cartoon. I, yeah. <laughs> I did, I see. did you hear Madagascar. any of the musicians from Madagascar? Because yeah, they yeah, got yeah. some great musicians. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, just to travel and be on a circuit with a lot of great musicians and a lot of great talent. Like, I mean, anywhere from Boosie Collins to, uh, man. Oh, really? Uh -huh. yes, to, Ray like, Charles. Ray Charles. Wow. Uh, yeah, why? Like, we, we didn't work with so many different people. Like, our other elements without playing music, we also produce music for like different networks like ESPN, BT. So we we have like been blessed in the music industry like to work with a various wide people. Like I mean, so it's it's to wake up and be like, what I'm gonna do today? <laughs> you know, it's I can't keep saying how wonderful that feels. Like, you know, you we here in Santa Cruz, and we just met like a bunch of beautiful people last night that just was like, some of them were great fans of ours that seen us in numerous places around the world, and some was just people that never seen us before, and it was like, oh, but they left with it having a good time, and I mean, and that's a wonderful feeling. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we can't, I can't even put a price on that, you know. You guys were talking a little while back about bringing uh, bad weather wherever you go. Uh, what did you do during Katrina? Did you guys have to leave the city? Yeah. How long were you gone? Um, months, years. Years? Uh, yeah. So what uh, did we, you do? Where did you relocate? Well, at first, everybody was scattered everywhere. And then we wound up locate, being relocated in Atlanta. We bought a, a house, and we had it was a band house with all our families in it. All our kids, everybody. I mean, you can imagine that. If that was a reality show, that'd have been nice. <laughs> but we we wind up buying a house and staying in a band house, and we we produce music. So we built a studio to work out of, and then we traveled for a good period of time until we was able to rebuild in wow. New Orleans. So when out. I asked how you kept the band together, and you said it's like family, I mean that really shows. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. It's like, yeah, you got different people. You have. Everybody got their wives and kids all together, you know, so it's, it's, it's built on family, you know, it's built on fun and the music and, and family. So it's, we brothers. It's more than just like, I just play music with that guy. I don't like him. You know, it's, it's, it's not a vibe like that in our band, you know, and we blessed to have that. You know, now, don't get us wrong. We disagree on a lot of stuff, but it's not to the point where I don't, I can't stand on stage next to him because I don't, I don't like him. You know, it's not none of that. It's you know, we we have fun. You know, mm. and by the time we mad at each other, by the time we finish the gig, we we better, we mm. good, good mm. gig, man. Mm. You know, everything we don't even talk about what we disagree yeah. about. I don't know what we were fussing about early, but you know, <laughs> can't remember. But when I do remember, I'm gonna bring it back up. You know, like stuff like <laughs> you know, but and it just built like that. I don't and. I honestly don't know how that happened, but it's it's just the vibe like that. You know, we'll be like Virgil pull his grill out and start grilling, and we all going to eat by Virgil House because the food free. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? it's 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 one of it's you see. I mean, we it's, it's just I don't know. It's a beautiful thing. So, what's next for you guys? We talked about the fact that you've got an EP coming out. Uh, when is that happening? It's gonna be in August, and then but we have a vinyl. Remember, we we taking it back.
We uh-huh. bringing it back to vinyl wax. Uh-huh. So we got a vinyl come out uh, on the 27th or the 26th of this month. Uh, it's going to be released in New York. I want to say in Brooklyn, a big a record release party out there. And um, it's going to be nice. It's it's, it's kind of like this splitsiest files of music that you don't get all the time. Parent advisory. It's the raw and uncut. You know? Mm-hmm. Is is this all based on the sessions you guys did in L.A. with uh, the producer Manny Fresh, or is this uh, nah, this, no, this, nah, this is separate. Okay. Like, we've been recording for years, so we have like albums that just never brought to the forefront where we actually put them out. So we have files, so we have archives of music, and so so we have like a certain explicit like songs that's coming out on this record. We done like pulled some from way right. back. So it, I mean, it's been uh, 10 years uh, yeah. since uh, It's About Time, so it's, it is about time for, for more. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. We just about to push it out because we've been recording for years. That's a good years. name. <laughs> it's a good, <laughs> it's about time, time for more. <laughs> you can have it, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just named our next CD. It's about time for more. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I know you guys have to get moving on. Uh, one last question. So what do you see as your future evolution? Do you have any ideas, or are you just going to let it evolve spontaneously and naturally? I believe we're going to grow bigger than where we at. And, I mean, to, like, maybe selling out domes and stadiums, you know, and then just have fun at the end of the day with it, like, no matter where the music take us, because, I mean, we... We just blessed to play music, and we blessed that people like our music. Like that's a real blessing for us. Like you know, people can play. I can play music, but I can't pay myself to play music. So to have other people that like our music and like what we doing, it's like man, we really just want to say thank you. You know, for giving us the opportunity to perform or just you you know taking time out your day to see what the Stooges got to say. You know, can you see yourselves being like a house band, like the Roots and uh, Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have done like some house stuff for uh, Sports Nation. Sports Nation. Yeah, like we've been a house band for Sports. Yeah, BT. Comic. Uh, yeah, we we've done some things like that. So yeah, we can. Uh, if you out there and you're listening, we're up for hiring. So you. Well, wanna, I was gonna say when I get my show, I'll, yeah, I'll be in touch with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You get your show, put us on there. We crack jokes all night long. You know. Yes, we definitely gonna do that. Guys, it has been a real pleasure, and I thought I'd go out uh, with one more piece off the EP. This one's a little different. Uh, this is called Muses. Uh, right. Anybody want to tell me about this? This, is, this, is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. this song, and the reason for the title of the song and the song where it come about, it was like we have Carnival in New Orleans, like Mardi Gras, and we was playing for one of the parades. It's a Thursday night parade called the Muses Parade. All it's women. an all women parade, and so like so it's just an all women organization. And we was I don't know we was somewhere in the parade in the in Garfield playing a trombone, him and Virgil and uh, another trombone and started playing these chords, and it was like oh this sound good. Like we we just like just going off the vibe of the parade and they started playing these cards and was like, oh and then our our trumpet players and stuff, they just with the they played a melody over it and was like so we kept playing it and then we eventually was like, we're gonna put a structure to this and then it's not as it became muses. So mm. like cause it happened that day at that parade. Mm. Well just let me say thanks to all three of you for coming in and uh best of luck with your future. Thank you. Thank you. Let's hear it. You can learn more about the Stooges at their website, stoogesmusicgroup.com. 
Oh, uh, and in case any of you listeners were wondering, yes, the Stooges have appeared in the HBO series Treme, set in New Orleans, and they might do so again this coming season. And uh, no, they have not yet performed with Iggy Pop of that other band, the Stooges, but it could actually happen in the future. They have been in talks with Iggy, so stay tuned on that. Anyway, thanks this week to Walter Ramsey, Virgil Tiller, and Garfield Bogan of the Stooges, and the good folks at Hypersoul LLC for helping to make this interview possible. This has been the 7th Avenue Project. I'm Robert Polly, saying so long until next week. We are online at 7thAvenueProject.com. <laughs>